Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Azure. This episode is sponsored by Solveto. Continuous learning is the driver for success, growth, and well-being. Learn or expire. Keep your Azure skills up to date. Act now by going to solveto.fi slash pro. I'm Tobias, and I'm back again with Yuzi. What's up? Hey, Tobias. You might remember from perhaps 10 episodes ago, I, I mentioned I built a FlightRadar 24 ADSB receiver to track aircraft, essentially. It runs on a Raspberry Pi. It has a USB dongle, and the dongle connects to an antenna. So since then, I put the antenna on the garage roof. It was amazing. The, the, the distance I could ping aircraft or the visibility of aircraft around my home was about 120 kilometers each way. I, I think that's about 160 miles. Everything was great. But then one night I was, I was heading to bed and I read on the, on the weather forecast that the thunderstorms are, are inbound to the capital area here in Finland. And I started wondering, I wonder if the antenna on the garage roof, is it grounded? And I did a quick Google, no, it isn't. So at the middle of the night, I climbed back on the roof, disconnect everything and unassemble the whole thing. Now the antenna is indoors, it still works, but it's not as fun anymore because you don't have this, this fun factor included anymore. So I did avoid a potentially catastrophic situation. But I, I think you always have to have these lessons when you when you hack away with with whatever things. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy nothing was burning or caught fire or you no know, lightning could pull down into that antenna. And on my side, I actually paid for a full year of this kind of hacking website or hack the box challenge where you do some CTF challenges or capture the flag to hack cloud environments, servers, web apps, and more. And it's very interesting and insightful to think like the attackers do, as opposed to just always think like the defenders, like we usually do in our roles. And I think I mentioned this in the past, but if I did, this is just another shout out to a gamification learning model that really works. So you score points and then you also have guides and step-by-step -step instructions for how to exploit specific vulnerabilities and how to exploit specific things, how to exercise cross-site scripting, how to do SQL injection, like all the common OS top 10 things, of course, but then a whole lot of other things as well you may or may not have thought about. And what I really love about this is it opens your eyes a lot for the things you can do as an attacker and how to think like an attacker. And when you're the defender, you may not always consider or think about all of those things. So it's really an, an eye-opening experience if you work within IT or, or cybersecurity, especially if you're on the defending side and manages your inter, infra, infrastructure and, and your cloud uh, systems. So fun and useful at the same time. Pretty cool. One day I will have enough time. I will have a look at Hack the Box as well. Perhaps we'll put a, put a link to the show notes just in case somebody else is interested in that one. So. Today, we are celebrating three years of Control-Alt-Azure. So it's, it's really been three years or about 159 episodes since we got started with this podcast. And, and today, we wanted to reflect a bit on the past and perhaps look a bit into the future as well. So 
there's not going to be any deep Azure tech reflections in today's episode. We will keep this short and simple, try to share interesting stories and whatnot, and really to sort of pause for a bit to see how we ended up here and and how does it feel and, and what has the experience sort of been behind the scenes, if if you will. So so Toby, any 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 thoughts top of mind since we arrived here at episode 159, three years. Yeah, who would have thought? So I, yeah. <laughs> I remember, you know, in a past life, I had another podcast which ran for a fairly short time span. Um, but I, I kicked that off, recorded a few episodes with a bunch of different guests. I found that to be a pretty interesting format to deliver content because it's different than writing or, or crafting your your videos and things like that. Podcast is very, at least the way we do it, is very casual, just conversation style, and we just talk about our experiences. So I have that, you know, at the, at the back of my head, I'm always thinking, hey, it would be fun to do another podcast, but that never really became anything other than a, a loose thought. And then I, I remember we, you and I, we had some irregular coffee calls now and then where we synced on life and work in general. We talked about trends in technology. We talked about Azure. We talked about everything in between. We've known each other for some time. And I think we wrote a blog post about that some time ago as well, well where during one of those coffee calls, we, and I, I'm not sure who brought the, brought it up, but I think we're kind of in sync on the idea that it would be interesting to see how to produce a podcast, you know, what's required to do that. Mm -hmm. And so we did that and and started looking in what is required to really do this. And I think I published a blog post in 2020. So one year after or the, the year after we launched the podcast, talking a bit about how we got there. So yeah, I, I just recall we started with these irregular coffee calls together sharing our stories from the field, from spending days in the cloud, and then realizing why not let everyone benefit from our discussions and kind of formalize the chat a little bit as to as opposed to just keeping it between us. And and that's kind of the short story of how how it happened. And I'm I still don't recall who did the initiative. Hey, let's do a podcast. But I I do recall the naming conversations we had. Uh, and I think you also wrote a blog post about all the interesting names we we tried to pick before we found the, the final one. Indeed, I remember many of those coffee calls we had. So this was before we started doing this show. And, and, and we would have these calls, we would have video on, we would sit in our home offices, chat about whatever, stuff about Azure, latest security announcements, just sort of sharing the ideas and, and, and trying to get our thoughts away from the regular work. And at, at one point you sort of go and, and, and pause for a second. Why don't we just record this? Because this is actually the content we feel is interesting. And I recall we formalized the structure fairly early in the show. So we had a shared OneNote. I, I think the current one now that we're using, that's the fourth version, because two of those were destroyed due, due to syncing issues. Thank you, OneNote. And the third one, I think that was lost in one of the subscriptions we don't have access to anymore. So this is the fourth one, and it, it's it's rock stable now. It's still on OneNote, though. And 
we have a template that we use to 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 plan a design for upcoming episodes and we sort of still have almost the same structure we've, we've sort of tweaked things here and there to have the flow and also to, to to keep it interesting for us and we hope for the listeners as well do you still remember i i think for the first 60 or 80 episodes we had the the word of the day that you were trying to teach me Swedish, I was trying to teach you Finnish. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that, and that was pretty fun. But I, I remember we kind of ran out of fun words to uh, to think of, or it was started to become a challenge to find. Yeah. Like, what is a word <laughs> that people would really find interesting to learn in Swedish or Finnish? But uh, I, I do recall a few of them that that you taught me. Heavy neolunta uh, yeah. was when you're listening to heavy metal music and knitting at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a tough one. I don't recall what was the one that you said. It was probably a phrase or a sentence on on cows on thin eyes or cows on eyes or something like this. Um, there's no cow on the eyes. Yes, that, yes. That means that's no the... no worries. Uh, you know, don't think twice about it. You know, not a problem. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. There's no cow on the eyes. It it was a fun challenge, but then then you sort of ended up doing the notes for the episode and then you ended up spending 15 minutes trying to google for a nice word what what can i include in here so we got rid of that and now we have the unexpected question which i think it's 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 as fun as 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 the previous one but it's much easier to sort of tie in to the episode as 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 well so so that's how we got started i recall that i joined microsoft in in very late 2019 we had just started the podcast but at the same time i was in on the second year of my executive mba study so i often had to go for class so i brought my microphone i brought my setup and during those coffee break breaks or lunch breaks we would sort of dynamically schedule yeah let's let's do a quick recording so perhaps on a couple of those episodes between uh, the first one and maybe episode 50 or 60, you can possibly hear on the audio quality that perhaps you is not sitting at home. He's sitting in a, in a hollow meeting room with no acoustics, trying to whisper in the, in the microphone to just get this done. Yeah. I, I recall that it, it's been a puzzle for, for some episodes, but I think, I mean, the flow we have and what we learned along the way is we just schedule and try to keep a little bit of a buffer and we're we're pretty much good to go and you know there's not a lot of stress involved with this i expected it to be a bit more work but like you mentioned before we had a, a pretty good structure from day one so you know the the stuff we have in one note which is if you want to call it a template we can call it a template but it's, it's really a list of five bullet points which is something like what have you been up to lately you see and what have you been up to to Tobias here's the discussion points for today and then here's the unexpected questions and then goodbye so there's there's not a lot in the template but it's you know it keeps us on track to follow the same pattern every every time which which definitely helps but also like the editing experience and publishing experience and everything around the podcast is something that we outsourced early on because i think it was the first or second episode and I thought, well, I can edit this because I have Camtasia and I have Audacity and a bunch of different audio tools and this and that. But when it takes 
just as long to edit an episode or even longer than it takes to record it. It doesn't make sense. And we're doing this in our spare time, in the evenings, during a lunch break, whenever we have time for free for everyone. And we don't really, we're, we're not making any profits on this really. So it, you know, spending so much more time on all these kind of extra chores just didn't make sense. So I'm super glad that we made that decision also immediately almost that we kind of outsourced everything. We found this great editor who just takes our uh, intro, outro jingles and add them to the audio file and cleans it up a little bit. We also hired a freelancer to do the visual for the brand. So when we figured out the name of the podcast, then we could hand that over to someone who created the logos and we outsourced the platform. I recall we talked about should we host it on WordPress or should we build something ourselves in .NET? Should we, <laughs> you know, should we use a, a static web app generator? And then you know we had so many ideas on the technical side because we have a technical background, not because it was a necessity, but because it would be a fun project we thought. But then at the same time, you record an episode, just you just want to get it out reliably. So we also found a, a podcast platform to do that where we can distribute it to all the channels and you know everything is automated there we just go there to the web ui like a cms system and say hey new episode here's the logo if or the the cover art if it's different from the previous episodes here's the title here's the metadata and whatever and then upload the file and that's it schedule it and we don't have to think anything more about that so i think that like if, if there's any lessons learned i have from the past three years is i'm super happy that we outsourced a lot of these things that we chose the platform we're paying for that we chose a freelancer we're paying for that we we chose someone to do the cover art we are paying for that like everything around the podcast is something we hired someone to do so in in a way mm -hmm. we're giving them something to do we're giving them work and paying them to do that and we free our own time so we can focus only on the fun thing which is talking about the content of this podcast so i think admin time for each episode is about 10 minutes give or take, and then maybe add 10, 15 minutes for notes. If it's a, a complicated episode, it can be a bit more, but that's about it. So recording time, right. half an hour and add 15 minutes of buffer to do notes and upload and send it, send it off to the editor and stuff like that. And and that's about it. And the reason I mentioned that is I've, I've heard some friends who also do podcasts and maybe they do the editing themselves. And they, I mean, they can spend two hours editing an episode and I just, I don't know where you find the time for that. So, so I'm super happy with that. That Those are my kind of initial reflections on lessons learned, if you will, or like a, the positive takeaways of decisions we made early on. Do you have any, like any, anything like that? I, I really, with, with some foresight now, I really like that, that we decided to outsource a lot of the things because we had a couple of episodes that that we were sort of running out of the buffer of episodes we normally have. And I recall I was sitting at home and I figured, yeah, let me let me edit this. And obviously you can do it. You just need the time and a little, little bit of energy at the end of the day to do it. But then you go, well, we just spent 30 minutes recording this. Uh, we spent about 20 minutes doing the notes, adding the metadata and everything else. And now spending 30 more minutes on sort of editing and cleaning up the audio and, and stitching everything together. It's it's not fun in the sense because we like to focus on the on the 
essential value that we can bring and perhaps the value is not for me or or, or Tobias sitting at home at, at 9.30 in the evening when the kids are screaming for, for supper and, and going, yeah, let me do Camtasia now, and this will take 45 minutes. So that is definitely has been a great choice. The other one, I mentioned the buffer, and at times we've had an amazing buffer of episodes, maybe eight or nine or even 10 episodes. And then we often take a small break from recording. Perhaps we don't record anything in six weeks. We still have the, the never-ending constant chat that we still have, and we have the occasional coffee calls, but we don't need to think about the show that much. And then at times, like maybe today, we don't have a buffer. The and, buffer um, is gone. <laughs> it's gone. So you built the buffer. It's a huge effort because you often have to record two or even three episodes in one sitting and it's exhausting, especially if it happens after you've done a full day at work, you've done dinner for the family. And finally, when the house house is silent, you go downstairs to start recording and it's nine o'clock and you know this will take two hours. But I also love that that having these small deadlines, it, it keeps us on our toes. And, and I believe it's it makes the episodes more sort of present and, and, and keeping us more focused on, on, on actually delivering what I feel is, 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 is quality content for people. And, and that has probably been the last lesson here that when we pick the topics for the lessons, instead of just going, well, Microsoft is saying X, so let's say X as well because, well, it's already out there. There's not much, much, much value in just rephrasing that. But when you start adding your own experience, and especially if you have guests, I feel the lesson there has been that bringing, talking about something we might not be the best experts on has been fairly rewarding. It's exciting at the same time. I still remember when we did that one episode on Azure Farm Beats. So I went through the documentation. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I get this. Then we start talking about it. They're like, yeah, actually, I don't get that much of this, <laughs> but perhaps <laughs> we can still talk about this. So it's been fun challenging yourself because you kind of know everything that happens in, in Azure. Yeah, I think that's a great reflection. And I, I think that's also one of the things I've, I've thought about that we've touched on a wide range of topics. And some of these I know I'm an expert in, and some of them I know you're an expert in. And some of them we're both experts in, but the, then there's the topics that are a bit more where our knowledge and experience is a bit more shallow, but we kind of understand what it's what what the benefits are of using whatever it is we're talking about. And then we've also done episodes on that to kind of angle the use cases and how this can be beneficial to to the projects we have or to the organization and things like that. And I think that's also very beneficial. We got a lot of good feedback from from people. Also on Azure updates episodes and where we talk about random episodes and, and also security updates because we don't just read an update and say, hey, the storage account now supports this or whatever. We we say that, but then we add our own thoughts and experiences and like this is something I can use in this project or this is something I see a value in because of this reason. And I think that's something that really brings value and, and we're getting a lot of good feedback on that. 
I really, really agree with that, that you cannot be an expert in everything and nor should you be or claim to be. I think having this balanced view of what you're actually an expert in and what you're great at doing and, you know, where there's some room for learning and room for improvement, it's it's just an honest dialogue with ourselves saying, hey, we don't know much about this topic. So either let's bring in a guest who's an expert or figure out what this is about, figure out the use cases around it, because that is something that's easy to do. But then when it comes down to the gritty details, yeah, we might not know exactly how to use the command line for this thing or exactly how that thing is set up or whatever, but you don't always need to know that to talk about it. And and that's also something we received a lot of good feedback on. Like we're, it's not just for developers or just for the IT pro or the admin or for security. There's, it's a mixed bag and we touched on, I think pretty much all the, the bigger topics that exist in Azure today. I'm super happy about that. Likewise, I, I know we have some topics we've sort of have on the backlog. Yeah, we need to talk about this, but I need to spend a bit more time on that one. And you keep pushing that further and further away, but I know we'll, we'll get to those as well. So in the past, we've had guests. The very first guest, guest we had Tiago Costa, a fellow MVP from, from Portugal. Uh, we talked about the remote, uh, remote access options for, for VMs. That might have been an episode, Toby. I, I think you were blocked and we needed to record something. And Tiago, thankfully, was already booked and scheduled for that. And then we had additional guests in the future. We had Martin Hout from, from the Netherlands to talk about Sentinel in episode 71. I, I still fondly recall how much fun we had doing that. Also from the Netherlands, we had Martin Brandt to talk about the Ignite 2021 updates and also a fellow Finn, Sami Lai, who was talking about all things security. Who else did we have? I know we had uh, Jesse Loden a while back, I think in episode 109, where we talked about Azure policy as code. And that was pretty interesting as well. Because I've worked a lot with Azure policy and I've worked a lot with infrastructure as code, but Jesse is taking that to a whole new level. Like the, the work he's done in the community around that is amazing. And everything that he put together and stitched together around Azure policy as code is, is super cool. So that was a great episode as well. We also so talked to, I think, Thomas Mauro in episode 80, where we explored Azure Arc and, and, and what that is. So I think that kind of wraps up the small guest list that we had over the last three years. So seven guests, it's not a lot for the amount of years that we spent doing this. But at the same time, we found that it was a great experience to bring people on. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see, you know, who wants to come on the show in the future and who we can bring on to get some different perspectives on things we might not be experts in ourselves. Or even if we consider ourselves to be experts in it, it's always great to get opinions and angles from someone else. So I'm I'm definitely happy to uh, to see who we can invite in the future to the podcast. So the door is always open. I think we mentioned that in a couple of episodes as well. The door is always open if you want to come on as a guest. There's a big interest to to uh, talk about Asher and and to get your and uh, get your thoughts and opinions out there. And we're happy to uh, to accommodate that if that fits the plan. So super excited to see where that road goes. But at the same time, 
we don't really make commitments on any specific amount of guests or any specific topics that we want to cover um, because the format that we follow right now is so uh, convenient, if you will, to create, but it also provides such a great value to people tuning in. So I, I don't th think that we see that we're changing anything in how we're running the podcast. But I would love to hear from more people um, you know, to get feedback. So if you are still listening to this episode, number one, uh, first, thank you. Number two, if you know a guest or if you want to be a guest, you know, feel free to reach out. We don't bite. We exist on Twitter or email or any social platform where you can Google our names. Uh, we're, we're happy to uh, to accommodate and see what we can make out of that. Oh, oh, yeah, we had one more guest, Martin Simacek, we also had to talk about the mission critical workloads. One of the challenges, not with the guests, but I, I think with our schedules is that 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 when we start talking about a potential guest, we have to sort of fit my calendar or my calendars, your calendars and the guests' calendars to, to somehow allocate for a one hour slot that we have together, regardless of time zones. And and that's always been a bit of a challenge because each week is 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 so different in the sense that when do you actually have the time? So we don't have a fixed slot every week that this is when we record. It's it's always like, well, yeah, do you have time on Tuesday? Yeah, I could make one o'clock. Yes, let's do that. As of today, the current setup and gear, I, I, th I think we've had the same gear for quite some time now, because when we got started, I remember I went through multiple microphones and setups to sort <laughs> of trying to find the optimal setup. For me, what I'm using right now, and I'm using this for, for all of my calls and, and meetings that I do from home, uh, for the microphone, I'm using the Shure SM7B, and that's an XLR microphone. So that requires amplification. And for amplification, that actually gives power for the microphone. I'm using a cloud lifter device. But the cloud lifter I've connected to a mic preamp, which is a DBX286S. And the mic preamp requires a digital interface on the on the computer. And for that, I have the Scarlett Focusrite. So a lot of devices, but I have them neatly tucked under the display. And once you get all the all the tweaks and fiddles just right, it's amazing. But then you really cannot change anything. You cannot really, really modify anything. So I've taken a picture of the devices because there's physical knobs and and if somebody comes in here and, and, and changes a knob, I, I, I have to look at the picture. Yeah, it was 3.2, not 3.5. So I have to tune it back. <laughs> That's a bit extreme extreme for me. So personally, I just need a microphone and a laptop. <laughs> and I'm using a Shure uh, MV7, I think it's called, USB microphone. And that's working pretty fine. Um, it, it's pretty great. Um, and I'm using one of those Elgato low-profile extender arms so I can just swing the the microphone in front of me, but I can still use the keyboard, stuff like that. And but that's it. I got a microphone, my laptop, and the extender arm for the microphone. And you know, I I have my great home office. So on the wall behind my monitor, I also have some of those noise reduction pads that help with the reverb. That's that's pretty much it. And 
I guess the other side of like not the gear, but the software we're using is today we're just using Microsoft Teams. So nothing complicated. We jump on a, a Teams call, do our recording, which is a video call, and then we just save the audio file and send it off to the editor. So it's pretty, pretty easy to do that. And we used to do Zoom before that, which had a, a similar result. Real, really no change that I could see in the experience for, for the audio file. So that works out well. None of those super cool modern web browser based websites you go and record podcasts with separate files and this and that i know that that you can do that i i know we tried that as well using something called sendcaster in the first 10 or 15 episodes or so where you where the website kind of split the recordings and the audio files so we had unique audio files for everyone and i mean there's benefits with that of course but during these three years, we did not have a single outage. We did not have a single audio file discrepancy where everything was thrown away. Everything, every single episode we've done, we have done in one single take. And we have not edited out or changed any of the content. Just a single take. If we make a mistake, we just continue talking and we don't correct it. And I'm, I'm pretty happy about that as well. And so keeping it simple. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that we keep it simple. As, as long as you have the microphone, as long as you can access Teams, it's it's super easy. So I, I think the bulk of the work we do happens in OneNote, sort of designing for the future, like, like well, we need these five episodes and, and, and what would the topics be? And then we schedule them on the fly. So after we're done recording this episode, one of us will ask, so what times do you have next week? And we sort of dynamically lock down a couple of slots, typically 45 minutes. And, and then we know we can get one episode done. Yeah, yeah. The setup and gear, once, once you sort of get that done, and obviously you could use anything, but perhaps my advice here, if somebody's listening on this and thinking about either creating your own show or attending as a guest, in, in 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 a podcast show is to have a proper microphone because far too often if i join a team's meeting a work meeting there might be somebody using the laptop microphone because yeah they didn't have time <clears throat> to get a real microphone and and i'm thinking well we've been sitting at home almost three years now so get the time and get a proper microphone because they are not that expensive especially if you need to use it every day, all the time. Lastly, but not leastly, favorite topics. What pops to mind, Toby? The, phew, great question. So I, you know, great question, but also an easy question for me, because I there's three things that come immediately to mind for me here. One is our very first episode, Astro Key Vault. Not because it's the first episode, but because Key Vault is something I've worked a lot with. It's a centerpiece of a lot of architectures. It's also a bottleneck in a lot of our architectures, which is also why I have this hate-love relationship with it. We talked about that and securing our assets, and, and you know that Key Vault has always been close to my heart. So I, I love that episode. And I know we talked about doing a revisit to Key Vault now. So three years later, a lot of things improved, a lot of things changed, different limits and all that stuff. So maybe, without promises, we might do an updated episode about Azure Key Vault and considerations around that. So that's one. The other one is the Azure Well Architected Framework series that we did. We did reliability, performance efficiency, cost optimization, operational excellence. 
We still have the security one that we have not recorded yet, so look forward to that one. That is a promise I can make that we will do that one. Those were really cool. Very well received as well. The numbers on those episodes are skyrocketing, uh, so that's really cool. And then, you know, all of the Azure updates episodes are something that I'm really fond of as well. They're pretty low-hanging fruit in the sense of creating them, but they give us a lot of security insights and updates. Uh, you know, we regularly keep the pulse on what's happening in Azure. We learn about deprecations, you know, service updates and new releases of new things coming out. And we do this you know, at least once a month, I think. And, you know, it gives us a lot of insights because it kind of forces us to stay up to date, not just to, you know, kind of kind of learn about something in a blog post randomly or when you do a specific customer engagement, but we have to proactively stay up to date with all the service updates coming out uh, so we can announce them here or announce the most interesting ones that we think are interesting uh, with our personal spin on them. So those are the ones the ones for me. So so what about you on favorite topics? The the favorite topics for me have always been the ones where we reflected on something that we really had been working on, something tangible. So I, I like the Azure updates, obviously, but I know we have maybe 20, even 30 episodes where we built something for a customer. We spent weeks or months in a project building something. And then when, it, when you finally realize how it works and it's deployed to production, then you know that I can actually confidently talk about this now because I have the opinions, I have the experience, I've seen the problems. So I'm I'm much more deeper invested in this than reading to Microsoft Learn or Docs and, and sort of skimming through the basics. Yeah, yeah, I can talk about this like a consultant can. But it, it, it's been more like, yeah, so keep in mind when you do this, you will actually have to tweak that one as well because of reasons that I can share with you now. One fine example on that was uh, episode 77, publishing with Azure AD application proxy. And at that time, that was in April 21, I had spent about six months in a project where we needed to publish some fairly esoteric services from an on-premises environment to Azure AD application proxy to, to, to get single sign-on and MFA and, and security and, and whatnot. And it was so much fun doing the notes because you didn't really need to look up anything. You knew everything by heart. But at the same time, it's funny, that's, that's about a year and a half ago. If I now go and look at the notes for that episode, I've forgotten half of the content because you sort of dump it all out with the episode. That's often the final stuff for me. There's the project. There's perhaps a conference talk, there's a blog post, there's there's customer projects, then there's the episode, and then I'm done. And I often do not revisit that anytime soon because something else comes up. So it's it's funny how much you forget also on the things that we've been talking throughout these three years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, things change and... You know, we're living in a, uh, you know, on the highway of cloud technology, right? The, you know, things change all the time. There's a lot of updates. There's a lot of changes. The infrastructure requirements change. The project change, uh, you know. And every day we have so many things to deal with. So I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, I, I've talked about several things in several episodes here where I can confidently say if I were to go back, 
I would have to read my notes on that to kind of refresh my memory on, oh, right, this is this is the angle we had and this is why and this were the use cases. Because like you say, often you come fresh from a project or from a real world experience and you are baking that into an episode. Uh, but when you haven't done that specific thing for, for some time, then it's just a memory, right? Or something that you would have to re, uh, re read up on. So yeah, great reflections. I, I think that's that's sort of all I have top of mind on the past three years. Perhaps one day we we get to meet in person with our microphones and do a couple of recordings in person. But I, I think the dynamic would be a little bit different then, because obviously when, when you're sitting across from somebody and you're, you're recording, the, the, the sort of back and forth is different than doing it over Teams or something else. That might happen in the future, but until then, we plan on continuing like this, a weekly episode. Some vague plans in the horizon, nothing drastic, but some 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 ideas to keep this fresh in the future as well. Anything you want to add before we wrap up? No, I, I think the, uh, the final thing that I have, and usually you say this, but just because it's been three years, I want to say it. We have the unexpected question, yes. and I know that today it's my turn to ask you, or I think it is. So I'm just going to make it easy. What is the funniest joke you know by heart? Oh, that's a great question. I always try my jokes with my with my two teenagers, and, and they're rolling their eyes and going, Dad, that's not funny at all. Uh, one of the latest ones, I really like this, and it might I might be the only one liking this. And, and it's okay. I went to the store and I needed to buy bees. So I, I, I bought 12 bees, but I got 13. So I asked the seller, why did I get 13? And he said, it's a freebie. Mm. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm la- my, my, my dad joke laugh is about to come out now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We, we have a lot of good jokes in Finnish, but they don't really translate that well. And I, I know I've tried. Alrighty, yeah. thank you again for tuning in. We will have a fresh episode for you again next week on Wednesday. And that will definitely have Azure-related tech content. Finally. All right, see you then. Bye-bye.